Welcome to Gleaming the Tube, the podcast where Kevin and Mike watch a film in which somebody rides a skateboard at some point. Finally, a podcast where people talk about movies. Hello, Michael. Hello, Kevin. This time on Gleaming the Tube, we are discussing 2007's The Simpsons movie, based on the popular long-running animated sitcom The Simpsons. It's directed by David Silverman. It's written by a murderer's row of talent from that show, including James L. Brooks, Matt Groening, Al Jean, Richard Sakai, Mike Scully, Ian Maxstone Graham, George Meyer, David Merkin, Mike Rice, Matt Selman, John Schwartzwelder, and John Biddy. Uh, and it came out in 2007. I think it did pretty well at the box office. It does have a rather famous skateboarding scene, and we're here to jaw about it. Let's get into it. So talk to me about your relationship to the television program, The Simpsons. Oh, well, man, I, uh, I like most people our age, remember that it was a short, a short animated feature on Tracy Ullman. I didn't think much of it, to be honest with you. I was thinking, I was actually thinking about it uh, in the lead up to recording this. Like I was kind of thinking about why The Simpsons didn't really do much for me in the, in the early days. And I think it was because it was so Bart centric and I was like a little, just a little older to realize I felt like Bart was kind of lame and that the, it, it seemed like, I, I don't know, I, maybe it was just the rudimentary nature of those early, those early clips, but I just, I remember watching it and thinking that it looked really ugly <laughs> and then, you know, not, you know, yeah, not really following it for very much, but then like, uh, I think Maybe I was, you know, at some point in high school, I remember people talking about The Simpsons and how I remember it was that people kept saying it got really good. And I so I think I picked it up again sometime, maybe late first season or second season. And uh, I think I don't remember at what point the show became more about the whole town or maybe a little bit more focused on Homer. And I remember thinking that was sort of a, a kind of a big improvement on the on the storyline and really liking it. Yeah, I I watched the shorts on Tracy Ullman and I remember being interested because I was a big fan of Life in Hell. Like the the book collections of Life in Hell, the Matt Groening kind of comic that ran in alternative weeklies. It didn't run in the it didn't run in the alternative weeklies near where we lived, but people like in my junior high would have that and I thought that comic was was kind of really biting and funny in a way I hadn't seen before. It, it's funny, because I remember, you're right, I remember being aware of Matt Groening, and I think being aware of life, and I found, I think I got some anthologized, like, shit, it might have even been a fanzine of, or like a self-published thing, and so I, yeah, I had an awareness of him as a, as a cartoonist, but yeah, I, I admit, like, I, my first impression was that I wasn't super impressed with it and then i remember when they spun it off into kind of the christmas special simpsons roasting on an open fire which i think was 1989 and that did well and then it became a show and i i I see what you're saying in terms of i feel like the simpsons took about a season maybe a season and a half 
to kind of figure itself out. I think it was good. Those those early Simpsons episodes are good, but Homer is sort of doing more of like a Walter Matthau thing. The character wasn't quite there. And you find that with a lot of shows where the first few episodes, they're figuring out what needs to happen with the characters for the show to work. Uh, you know, I think Homer was angrier and it was like, I see what you're saying about it being very Bart centric. I think part of that had to do with the fact that there was a lot of merchandise around Bart where I remember there's a huge controversy where there was a t-shirt where it's like Bart Simpson underachiever and proud of it. And, you know, there are a lot of like kind of editorials in the newspaper of people wringing their hands over how could we be celebrating the underachievers of the world? It's, I remember there was a certain amount of controversy surrounding the show that it was like disgusting and, and it was so offensive. And I remember watching it and thinking like, what are these people talking about? Like the characters are all kind of assholes, but that's, you know, the early, the early version of the Simpsons, they were all just kind of assholes. And I remember thinking like, this, it, this can't be the same show that they're talking about. And I remember uh, George H.W. Bush when he was president, like in a speech said something like, you know, American families need to be less like the Simpsons and more like the Waltons. <laughs> That's I. <laughs> and the Simpsons played the clip and, you know, then it cut to Bart saying like, well, we're trying to get through a depression as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is, and it's funny. I, I, many years later when, it, when the Simpsons finally became available I think it was only a few years ago. It was the first time I really went back and retroactively watched everything. And it was interesting to me that I, you know, it almost becomes by rote that people say, you know, the Simpsons only really got good, you know, at the end of season two or whatever. But I found that to not necessarily be true. I think the show was pretty good right off the bat upon my second viewing and got better at a, almost a ridiculous pace. I would say there are season two episodes that are phenomenal. I feel like the first season has some good stuff, but it's also figuring itself out and it, it does not reach the heights that it would reach in like a year or two. And I felt like in the second season, it's sort of ramping up to that. And I think by the third season, when, like you said, it focused more on like the people of the town, it got way more satirical. It incorporated sort of way more throwaway gags the writing became super sharp, I feel. And the voice cast really figured out what they were doing. And I genuinely feel like, say like seasons three through around seasons eight of The Simpsons, this is not like, this is not a hot take. <laughs> this is like perceived wisdom, I think. But up through like the first eight or nine seasons of The Simpsons, it is like the best show of the 1990s and, poss and in the conversation for all time. It's astoundingly good i i uh the only i would say i would go on record as saying you know when i watched through the second time i found a lot more to love about season two than i had remembered but the, yeah you're right by season three I, I when they got into that groove i remember being very impressed watching that show as a teenager with that with that sort of writing method they used where 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 the the show started the plot of where the show started and where it ended were like two entirely different things. And I remember feeling very, you know, I, it's when you, I was right at that right age where I needed a show that made me feel clever. And I, and at that age, I was like, Oh, I see what they, you know, like I, any little reference or, 
or or uh, or a little aside that they made. I remember, you know, enjoying the sort of the feeling of kind of keeping up with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the hallmarks of the show's success is that it is appealing to smart people and to dumb people. And I will leave it up to the listeners to decide which of those categories I fall into. Um, <laughs> and I do think, I think when I was a teenager too, I, you know, it made me feel clever for getting certain jokes. And it was doing that at the same time that like Mystery Science Theater 3000 was out, coming out too, which I also felt very clever for getting certain jokes as a teenager sure. while watching. Um, so, it, you know, it, it kind of flattered the audience, but The Simpsons also like, there are jokes in some of those Simpsons episodes that are like, it is like amazing to me that that a joke that funny can be in a show. And last exit to Springfield from season four, where Mr. Burns says to Smithers, you know, look at Homer Simpson strutting about like he's cock of the walk. Well, I tell you, Homer Simpson is cock of nothing. Like that is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that is some, that is some, unbelievably good <laughs> and i'm sure if we could sit here and rattle off like 10 to 15 lines that are almost at or as good as that it's... oh my god yeah I, I yeah there were there were times where i you know you'd watch a 22 minute episode i, I think there were times where a 22 minute episode felt like as an, an entire universe existed within those 22 minutes you know like it's it has that quality at its absolute peak where they were swinging so far above and beyond that like it's interesting what like why i think the movie pl- watches so well and plays so well is because the movie really does just play like a like a long episode of the show and i didn't i went again while i was thinking about the show before the we we recorded i thought like that that was the quality of some of the best episodes is that they were they were like epic in scale even though they were a 22 minute show yeah and the movie came out in 2007 which is like by that point the simpsons was not like one of the greatest shows on television it had um i know there's there's a lot of debate as to when did it fall off how terrible did it get like in my opinion from someone who who dips in and out through the later seasons i feel like in the early to mid 2000s it, it was the worst it had ever been yeah um and then it came back a bit sort of i think shortly after the movie and it's been and then it got like pretty good for a few years like not not as good as it was in 1995 but like nothing's as good as the simpsons was in 1995 um and then it kind of like you know there are usually like each season there's one or two episodes that like flirt with greatness but it's always been watchable and there's always like some solid gags in there yeah well i i remember so i i, I remember seeing the movie and, you know, like, that was interesting, because at that point, I wouldn't even say I was a regular viewer of The Simpsons anymore, but I certainly didn't even hesitate to go see the movie. And then, but based on the, you know, the quality of the movie, I remember I started making it a point to watch The Simpsons again. And it felt as though they had kind of, like, rightened the ship by that point. I, I always make the observation that it, in the few times that I watched The Simpsons in the early 2000s, it really, really felt like they were trying to, to kind of, to, to, to alter their writing style to be more like the family guy. And I didn't suit them well at all. Like, you know, like the, the family guy, there's a debate of to whether that show is good or terrible or the best thing or the worst thing. I think it's certainly has its great moments, 
But I think the thing that made The Simpsons so great was that was not that it had any the family. I think Family Guy has a lot of similarities to The Simpsons, but I don't think The Simpsons has any similarities to The Family Guy. I keep saying The Family Guy, like I'm <laughs> like, like I'm 75. Yeah, I feel like they 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 adjusted the pacing of the jokes to try try to match the pacing of Family Guy, and I just it just didn't sit right, you know. No, and I feel like Family Guy is a gag machine as a show. Yeah. And I think Family Guy deploys so many gags. And some of them are clever enough that, like, I'm not going to sit here and say Family Guy is never funny. Like, Family Guy is often very funny. Um, what Family Guy I don't think has is, like, the sharpness of the satire that The Simpsons had at its height. Um, like, there's no Mr. Burns on Family Guy. There's no... Um, there's no comic book guy in Family Guy. Like comic book, guy, like the comic book guy character is like an example of a show plucking out of like thin air an archetype that always existed, but no one really acknowledged it. And then the Simpsons put the comic book guy on the air, and everyone went, "Oh, right." Yeah, you didn't know that was a type of guy. Until you saw it, and then you're like, "Wow, that that's the guy in my town." And it crystallized it, and it's like that is absolutely a thing. And like Family Guy has never done that. Yeah, I don't think that there's a the, the characters. I don't think have the elasticity, maybe, or the the nuance that. Well, whatever. The point is, is I think that when I went back to The Simpsons, it felt like they had they had settled back into their usual pace, and and like reestablished that Simpsons style of of writing where it's it's there's a lot of jokes but they they sort of i don't want to say they take their time but i just think that the jokes are of enough weight that they can get like let let it land before they move to the next joke and i think when the simpsons work best you've got all of those jokes but the characters are kind of true to themselves and the relationships between the characters which it's also sets the simpsons apart from probably the other like big animated influence would be South Park. Whereas I think South Park does have the satire. Right. Tied down, but South Park doesn't have the characters. No, I, yeah. I mean, they, 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 it's, it, that's, I, you know, I, I became a, a big fan of South Park again, like at some point in the, you know, maybe, maybe it's almost like the, I could almost argue that South Park replaced the Simpsons for me for a little while. But I think the one, the one thing that was always missing was that there were, yeah, there was just, I don't know. I think that the only, maybe the only thing is that South Park is aware of that. <laughs> like maybe they're, they're aware that they're just like, we are no Simpsons. Yeah, I have, I, again, I think South Park is, when South Park is good, South Park is fantastic, but it's good in a different way from the Simpsons. I think the South Park movie doing as well as it did is one of the reasons why Fox said, well, we should do a Simpsons movie. And that is kind of a disappointment where, you know, you hope you go to the Simpsons movie and the Simpsons movie is to the Simpsons what the South Park movie was to South Park. And that was not really the case. Right. Like right. the Simpsons movie, like you said, was like watching an episode that's four times as long as it should be with some CGI effects. Right. But and it's, the funny thing is it gets just as much done as one of the best 22 minutes episodes of the Simpsons. Like what's different about it is they tried to give uh, all four Simpsons. I mean, Maggie's there too, but she didn't get a storyline, but they tried to give, Homer, Marge, Bart, and Lisa, their own storyline. 
each. Whereas on an episode, it's usually either a Homer episode, a Marge episode, a Bart episode, or a Lisa episode. It's like I said, it's not bad by any stretch. It's it's good. Like it's good and it's very watchable. It's not as good as again, Homer Simpson is cock of nothing. Like there's no joke as good as the room full of monkeys typing something and then picking up the paper and says it was the best of time it was the blurst of times stupid monkey there is no joke that good even though they <laughs> that is a solid joke well we know what you think smithers that's oh i have the rolling stone i, I think i might just oh my God. maybe the problem is that there wasn't enough mr burns in this film like have the rolling stones killed <laughs> i always feel like i always feel like the rule of thumb with the citizens is if if mr burns is on the screen or Krusty is on the screen, the funniest thing that you're going to hear in your life is going to happen. Yeah, and I promised myself going into this episode, I'm not just going to quote The Simpsons the whole episode. Right. It's, it's tempting to do it. It's <laughs> really hard. I did the stupid monkey thing. I didn't use a Mr. Burns voice. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm trying. Why don't we just get it out of the way right now? What's your favorite line ever on The Simpsons? And do the voice and I'll do mine. Oh, well, I mean, I already said uh, cock of nothing is my favorite is that one. The one? Yeah, that is That's my that one. is my favorite joke in all of the Simpsons. For me, I and I'm gonna I I admit I do a pretty decent Krusty the Clown, so I'm gonna do my favorite line ever on the Simpsons. His manager, he finds out he's broke, and his manager says something like, "Are you trying to tell me you went to a Harlem Globetrotters game and you bet against the Globetrotters?" And Krusty the Clown says, "I thought the generals were due." Oh God, that That's is amazing. So That's funny. a great. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he thought the general. He's like, I gotta tell you, I'm going on the law. I'm going on the long shot. I think the generals are due for a W. <laughs> it didn't turn out. <laughs> well, in the movie, I think Krusty has one of the funniest lines. Krusty says, "If you can find a goose or pork sandwich anywhere, you're in Mexico." <laughs> There's some good stuff in this movie. Yeah, it's, a, it's a solid joke. I think Albert Brooks is fantastic in the movie. By the way. He has an Albert Brooks, like, isn't in a lot of Simpsons episodes, but he's been in like seven or eight. And he's all, he always brings it. Like, he Didn't was he Hank Scorpio. Yeah, he was Hank Scorpio, who I read was originally supposed to be that Russ Cardell character. It was going, they were going to bring Hank Scorpio back, but it didn't quite work. Cause obviously, like, a giant, a giant dome is like a total Hank Scorpio plot. Yeah, that's a total supervillain plot. Start down by the hammock district. <laughs> I don't really know why Green Day are in this movie. I always find it interesting when they have a band on The Simpsons. They feel like they need to give every band member a line. Well, like, I mean, if I were, I'll tell you what, if I was in a band and we ended up on The Simpsons, I would definitely want a line. I get, I get why they're doing it, but it's always very obvious. Like, okay, well, well, here's the line for this guy. And here's the line for this guy. I can't, I'm doing the thing where I'm thinking of really great lines of, from bands that have appeared and I don't want to do the show, the whole podcast where we're quoting The Simpsons. But. You know, I think about like the Rolling Stones were on The Simpsons, but to me, the Rolling Stones are the perfect analogy for The Simpsons because the Rolling Stones were astounding for a set period of time. From season three. <laughs> until Exile on Main Street, maybe Goat's Head Soup. And then they sort of settled in you know, with occasional flashes, I know some people really like the Some Girls album. Uh, to me, that's like when the Rolling Stones like started following musical trends instead of setting musical trends. Yeah, yeah. but I could see why people like that record. Um, but the Rolling Stones have been going for thirty years, sort of 
on that without like reaching the high like they've, they're never going to do it under sticky fingers and the simpsons are never going to do right another bobo the teddy bear episode but what shows have and so it's hard not to like have a lot of goodwill towards the simpsons right, right. because it was so good for so long and because it's still like doing its thing and it's still not it's not terrible and uh which is i think is one of the reasons why you know people who really love the simpsons like us went to see this movie right well i would say that even the simpsons at its most mediocre is still better than most stuff on tv i actually i had kind of a weird experience the first time i saw this movie because i saw it it, you know it came out in late july and i was at the big comic-con in san diego where it's like it's like a hundred and something thousand people all convening on this convention center uh, for the the biggest nerd gathering possibly in the world. And I, so I was at that. And as you can imagine, it can get a, that can get a little overwhelming. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> Just the sea of people. So I was kind of like, I need a break. So the San Diego Mall, which was, you know, like a five, 10 minute walk, had a movie theater. It was showing the Simpsons movie. And it was like, I'm just going to go and shut my brain off and watch the Simpsons movie. Uh, you know, to take a break from having to walk around this San Diego convention center. And the theater was pretty full and it was clearly mostly people from the convention who had had the exact same idea as me. <laughs> and the scene near the end where the town's about to, you know, be exploded by Russ Cargill's bomb, uh, the comic book guy character, you know, has a line where he says, you know, I look back on my life where I've done nothing but collect comic books. And the only thing I can say now is, life well spent and because i was in that particular screening the theater fucking exploded i have never been part of cheering so loudly in my entire life i like i think you could have heard it in las vegas it was like it was amazing how yeah what a cathartic experience that was and I, i was like well no one else seeing this movie like someone seeing this movie in peoria is not going to have that experience with that line so i was really glad to be i'm really glad that's where i saw the simpsons movie because that's a really like great memory of sort of like what's good about being into like nerdy fandom stuff right well right you you that was like man talk about like like that's like you know the home field crowd you you could not have picked a better place to have been to 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 experience that that's awesome yeah because like usually you know, there's a lot of stuff that that can be bad, bad about subcultures. Like I think, like with skateboarding, like there are the things with with the skateboarding subculture where you're like, this is why I love this, and then there are the things that are why you have to like give caveats as to why you like it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, it's fun. My favorite thing, there's a lot of those moments now in skateboarding because of Instagram where somebody will post a clip of a very, you know, just a very well executed trick. And it's like, there are, there are occasions where it's like all of skateboarding from every, every little subgenre of skateboarding nods and like, you know, yup. And it gets reshared. And I love those moments where, cause skateboarders can rarely agree on anything except that skateboarding is awesome. And so every now and then there'll be just like a, some trick will go viral and it'll be the 
the the thing that everybody it's like hands across America. Everybody's like, yes, you know, that's a nice experience. Yeah, life well spent. Life a life well spent. J- judging uh, judging other dudes for their cha- their pants and shoe selections and how they move their front foot when they do a kickflip. <laughs> Speaking of skateboarding and The Simpsons, uh, there's a doozy of a skateboarding scene in The Simpsons movie where Homer dares Bart to skate to Krusty Burger naked. He, he he was up to the challenge. You know, you know, Kevin, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, you know, when I was watching the, the film, I thought to myself, skateboarding is, 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 is such a hugely intrinsic part of Simpsons. Bart skates throughout the whole opening sequence of the show. In the opening credits, he does a pretty, he does a, a, a pretty uh, respectable kind of ollie off of the, 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 the uh, wall onto the hood of his father's car. And then I, as I watched the skateboarding sequence in the movie, I thought I realized it had never occurred to me that Bart is actually a really good skateboarder. Can kind of get the job done. Yeah, he, he ollies what we would call a street gap, which is like if you can ollie from sidewalk to sidewalk across the street. He ollies a street gap naked with no shoes on in that sequence in the movie. And I thought, holy shit, man, that's, that's actually not a... Not a not a bad little repertoire he's got. It's like a it's like what we call it's what we would call in skateboarding, Kevin, a no push line. And I do think like one of the big surprise laughs in the movie comes from that, where they're doing the Austin Powers thing for most of it, where they're kind of like like hiding the naughty bits with like different cleverly placed uh, you know rulers and like pointing fingers, like look at that, and then they just. Like he goes through a fence with a hole in it and you just see his doodle. Yeah. Yeah. You just get a, a big eye full of Bart's cartoon yellow dick. It's pretty awesome. I, I remember th- even in the theater being like, oh man, they kind of went the other way on this one. Like there it is. There's this cartoon dick. I didn't think I was, I didn't think this was going to happen. And so like, there's a, it was a real like shock laugh in the theater. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh, there's, there's a cartoon dick. <laughs> because like when they're doing the Austin Powers thing, you're like, I know what this is. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, I also thought it was really, really funny that uh, the, the police officer in, in, uh, in pursuit opens fire. <laughs> yeah. And, and like shoots his gun at a kid riding a skateboard naked down the street. I thought that, that might be a bit of an overreaction, although in today's political climate, perhaps not. I'm not really yeah. sure. Yeah. Town of Springfield can be a crazy place. I, I guess so. So I'm I'm generally in favor of the Simpsons movie. I I hadn't really watched it since I had, you know, been to that screening. Cause usually if I'm going to watch The Simpsons, I'll watch something from the classic years. I hadn't seen it since I had originally seen it in the theater. And I was, I was like, you know, I don't want to say I was pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised in the theater. I was, I was really happy to see how well it held up. And that, it, it actually led me to kind of like look into, uh, there's, you know, there are a couple of other skateboarding themed episodes on the Simpsons. There's the one where Bart tries to jump the Springfield Gorge, where he falls victim to uh, one of the oldest, uh, sort of like one of the oldest cliches in skateboarding, which is that he hits a pebble and goes ass over tea kettle right into the gorge. There's not a single skateboarder on earth who has it. Well, there's, there's only one skateboarder on earth who hit a pebble and went into the Springfield gorge. And that's 
Bart Simpson, but every skater in the world has hit a, 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 a an invisible pebble and gone flying cartoonishly through the air. So I certainly could relate to that. And then there was a much later episode where uh, uh, skateboarding's greatest uh, emissary, Tony Hook, makes an appearance. And I thought that was also pretty cool. Tony Hawk really is, he, he, he's, he's somehow managed. I'm going to go off on a little Tony Hawk uh, 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 scree here. It's very interesting that Tony Hawk has somehow managed to be about as mainstream famous as you can be. And also is still well, well, well regarded in the skate community. And even though he's done some super cheesy shit, he's also owner of one of the one of the a very very highly regarded company, especially when it first started in the nineties. And it's 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 so it's interesting that he you know he he like broke through to the to the to the type of fame where you're a guest voice on The Simpsons, and yet even as as recently as now. You know what I mean? Like he's also hugely well-regarded in skateboarding. And I think that's a, a very, very neat trick. We talked a little bit about Christian Asoy and Gator. And, and there's a later example of a, a skater named Chad Muska who kind of, and then also Bam Margera would be, I think we kind of touched on this before of this certain type of guy that like, you know, ascends into like, into becoming a name that, that people outside of skateboarding recognize and very rarely do those guys are those guys able to maintain a level of sort of respect in both worlds and very often make themselves look like fucking idiots in the process. And yet somehow Tony Hawk has managed to, to do that. And I think that's really fucking cool. And I, I would say like from someone who's a little bit more outside skateboarding than you, for a lot of people, for a huge chunk of the population, Tony Hawk is perhaps the only skateboarder most people can name right right um to the like kind of like uh like stan lee with comic books sure yeah yeah right he's he's got the name recognition there was a time where i may have thought that something like tony hawk being on the simpsons might have even been a little bit lame actually maybe not the simpsons the simpsons are undeniably cool that's but but i I guess what i'm saying is like i've seen him do like tostino totino's pizza rolls commercials Mm -hmm. and thought god damn that's lame but he's still tony hawk and he's a funny guy. Like his episode on the, on the Simpsons, he's he's at, he's really good and really compelling. To me, it seemed like Tony Hawk, you know, clearly had the talent, but also made some smart business decisions, like getting into video games at the right time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I re- you know I remember there was that that magazine that was uh, that was around that sort of like before the Jackass thing happened. There was a, a magazine associated with that called Big Brother. And in the 90s, they wrote this editorial where they were like, we wanted to get an interview with Tony Hawk. And we thought there's no way we could get him. There's no way he would do this. And then they were like, but why wouldn't he? He's still, you know, he's still a skate. And this is in the 90s before he was even really that famous. And he, of course, he did the interview. And they said the funny thing was they were, you know, of course, it's, it's Big Brother and it's the jackass guys. So, of course, there's going to be all these levels of sort of like shit eating irony and and sarcasm. And they tried to kind of cool guy him and he was totally game and just answered their questions honestly. And they said at the end, they were like, you know, we begrudgingly were like, well, God damn it, Tony Hawk. You were even, you know, you were like, you were 
even cool to us when we were totally fucking with you. Like we talk about Stacy Peralta a lot on this show. And I feel like Peralta was more of a visionary on the business end in terms of seeing where video was going to go with skating. Whereas I think with Tony Hawk, some of the video game stuff might've been right place, right time. Oh, it, it absolutely was. There's actually, you know, there, he, there's a, there's a skateboarding podcast called the nine club where uh, they had him as a guest and he talks about, it. he was like, the video games were a hundred percent. I was like, you know, down to pay, like, you know, thinking about selling my house and running a skateboarding company out of my garage. And they offered me the, 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 whatever the first version of Tony Hawk was. And he, and he, you know, he had somebody say, he thought it was going to be lame and he had somebody say, no, no you're going to want to do this. And he did it. And it's absolutely the the best financial decision. Like he, he, everything that he has now is based on that decision because it was a hugely popular game. Yeah. He would not have been on the Simpsons probably. There, there is, it's funny, Kevin, again, this is a little bit of an inside skateboarding thing, but there are, there is a, 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 an interesting uh, contention that the video games are, and the, the impossible things that you could make the avatars and the skateboarding video games do almost, almost certainly led to a revolution in, in actual skateboarding of difficulty of tricks. Because when, once you could see, you could visualize the avatar doing a, a crazy trick, like a trick within a trick. Once you could, you saw it happen, you're like, oh, that's how you would do that. And there's a, it's, it's almost certain that there was like this leap forward in technical skill because of the video game, which I wonder if that's a controversial opinion. I'll have to, I just, it's some, it's, it's a connection that I certainly made. Um, so do we, when do we think the Simpsons is going to go off the air? I don't know. I mean, you know, even in very recent interviews, they certainly don't seem to have any they, they're not, you know, make that they, they don't seem to have any interest in stopping it. No, because I mean, we're at the point now where people who were Bart's age when The Simpsons premiered are Homer's age now. It might stop making financial sense. They have however many episodes to syndicate in perpetuity, right? Um, you know, Disney Plus have it as their library. The voice cast, I think, are very well compensated. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not saying the simpsons needs to go off the air it's just i'm sort of speculating like it will probably happen at some point what do they do for a last episode like i'm sure there will be like a huge like kind of a renewed bout of media interest if that happens it's um it's curious to me and i've heard that they're planning on doing a sequel movie like another simpsons movie but you know this one came out what like 15 years like almost 15 years ago so well, and they had been a show for already 15 years before they did a movie. So it almost seems like now would be the time. Yeah, you got to wonder, like, w- would it be that the ratings just, like, would The Simpsons get canceled? Or would it just decide to go off the air of its own accord? Like, if, if they're, I mean, they are absolutely a tent pole program, I would assume at this point. You think they still are? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that's an interesting thing. I wonder if they're just like at that point where they pull respectable enough ratings that nobody's going to say a word, or is it that they still are monstrous in the ratings? And I don't think Fox builds their schedule around the Simpsons anymore. Okay. And usually the show doesn't get a lot of buzz. It did like it did recently, which was kind of surprising. 
when they did an episode about Morrissey of all people. Oh, that's right. Yeah. they, they... Um, Mostly because Morrissey got like deeply offended Ugh. that the Simpsons made fun of him. And so suddenly you're seeing kind of think piece articles about the Simpsons in 2021, which was kind of amusing. Right. It was, it was funny. I, I love that Morrissey reacted exactly the way that Morrissey would react. Like it was like, man, you're so on brand, bud. Like that is, that is, <laughs> One has to wonder if that was just like a publicity stunt in and of itself. Like, if the Simpsons writers room were like, this will get him to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get Morrissey upset. Morrissey needs to sell a couple of records, so he's definitely going to have some opinions about. Oh, he's about he's it. got that Vegas residency to to try and promote. <laughs> oh, Morrissey. Oh, Morrissey's another one. <laughs> when do you think Morrissey is going to stop? Oh God, couldn't you just stop? Like that, well, yeah, don't you worry at all about the legacy when you open your mouth and say stupid shit? Don't you think, like, couldn't I just, like, leave it at that and we could have some really, really awesome records and and I uh, won't have to look like an asshole for the rest of, for the rest of eternity? Thank you for listening. Our website is gleamingthetube.net. We're on Facebook at gleamingthetube and our email is gleamingpod at gmail.com. Production assistance by Liam Gray. Music by Kissing Contest. Skateboarding is not a crime. It's too bad we don't have any friends that would have a really strong opinion on this. Yeah, because um, if we had them on this podcast, I'm sure they'd... They would, they would have something to they say. They would have a lot to say.